0: to Porsche Patter with Bracken Helms, the show where we hear Bracken and his distinguished guests from the Porsche community patter on about Porsches and all things automotive. Porsche Patter is sponsored by Circuit 64. Circuit 64 creates authentic automotive apparel made for like-minded automotive enthusiasts. The links for Circuit 64 are in the show notes. Okay, let's get to it.
1: So I've mentioned before that not everybody that's going to be on my podcast is going to be famous. I'm probably going to have podcasts occasionally with Crazy Bill Patton on it. He's not famous, but his stories are pretty entertaining. Okay, this one actually has good audio other than I thought, oh, let's go to the library. The library is quiet and would be a perfect place. Yeah, it was quiet at the library, but the little rooms that they put you in that you reserve are made of like glass walls and stuff. So the Echo is so bad. Who would have thought that? I thought I was doing my due diligence. Oh, I'll record at the library to be quiet and it'll be like perfect place. No, it's like Echo City. Anyway, in this one, he mostly talks about PCA stuff and his involvement in PCA. So if you think PCA stuff is boring, then you don't have to listen. Anyway, here goes some crazy stories by Bill Patton.
2: I need the makeup guy.
1: There is no makeup guy.
2: Can I be my usual obscene self? what do you want me to be the natural bill or do you want me to be an actor be you that'll be easy
1: okay mr right place right time bill Patton. first time i met you i i thought for sure you were full of shit with all the stuff you were telling me
2: the truth is i probably i probably lied about everything
1: Honestly, at first, I thought for sure, all this cannot be real. And then I started like, okay, why would he lie? And I was still like unsure even when I went to talk with Jerry Woods. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's a storyteller. But it's all true. (laughs) So
2: uh, remind me where we first met. I think it was at Easy.
1: Yeah. and You were standing in front of that. I was with my my daughter actually came that first time I saw you. I remember that and yeah you were blabbering and I thought you were talking about your car and like some of the stuff you were saying didn't really make sense but I thought that white 9146 behind you was your car mm. and so you just kept talking so, and finally eventually you're like no that one's mine and I'm like that's the car Panorama and you're like yeah that's what I said it's the art car and I'm like oh that's crazy and I'm like I read that article and da-da-da-da-da. how did did you know who I was
2: because I didn't know who you were
1: no I had no idea because I, I'd already met with, I'd already talked to, um, Bob Garrettson at that point. So I dropped his name. And of course, you're just like, oh, I know him. And I'm just like, okay. Well, and then, and then somewhere along the line, you said Pete Stout. And I'm like, oh, well, I know Pete Stout pretty well. And you know, like, and then you were telling me all this other stuff.
2: Well, I know everybody. <laughs> just lucky. That's, that's my game is I, I was the guy that knew everybody. But didn't do anything. I just was taped to their backsides.
1: <laughs> so I guess I'll just start. Like some of this stuff, we've, I've heard some of these stories, but these are kind of bullets. And I guess I'll just try to keep you, okay, if you in line because I know you're going to go out. And I'm going to be like, wait, wait, wait. Well, let's get back to the I'll, question. I'll cooperate however you want. But I was actually thinking about this. I'm like, is this going to be better if he just goes off? Because there might be stuff that I don't know about. Well, but maybe, who knows? Maybe
2: you'll catch me in a
1: line. Oh, I, I know. Like, I have this. I have written down what you told me. And if it's different.
2: <laughs> then you'll know I lied. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, let's go through some of your PCA.
2: When I was on my way to Sacramento from Oakland. And I had a flat tire on the causeway and I was parked on the causeway with a flat tire and no spare and there were four Porsches coming up the road and they waved at me as they went by and then they stopped they pulled over on the causeway and one of the cars backed up and all the people came back there were about eight or nine of them and one guy I swear to God loaned me his spare out of his 356 like he's sure he's going to see it again and the nine up and gave me this big speech about PCA, and and I thought it meant Presbyterian Club of America or people. Some I didn't know what it even stood for, and they said, "Oh no, it's Porsche Club of America." So I got back to the Bay Area, and I somehow looked it up and found it and joined Golden Gate.
1: Okay, some of your PCA qualifications and credentials.
2: Do you know what they are, or do you want me to tell you what they are?
1: I've picked okay, some t- of them up.
2: I'll, okay, I'll along I'll, the way. I'll tell you I'll tell you my version. This is what I would want the, the guy to say about me. This is Bill Patton. He's 80 years old. He bought his first portion in 1971, three weeks after his first divorce, like all men do. He messed around with two cars, found out about PCA, joined in 73 his very first PCA event was actually a Porsche parade. He went to the 73 parade not knowing another thing about Porsche Club. Then he went to a new member meeting in Golden Gate region. He remembers half of the people that were there because they became good friends over the years. And he decided that he would like to get involved, but he didn't know how. He was asked to be the goodie bag chairman, which is probably the lowest possible job you could have in Golden Gate region. It was selling jacket patches and pins out of a suitcase. So then he got the bright idea that he could write an article in the Nugget advertising the goodie bag stuff, which nobody had ever done before. And he started to make the goodie bag advertising funny. And it expanded, and pretty soon he was writing two or three paragraphs every month in the nugget over the goodie bag that were really just gags and jokes and junk. And it became a gossip column called Patent Place. And it started off being two paragraphs and then six and then eight and then two pages. Basically what it was was... uh, People would come and rat other people out about stupid things they had done. Or maybe they would lie about them, but I'd make them into truth. And so I just wrote a gossip column. It was like Herb Kane's column in the Chronicle for years and years. It was just stupid stuff about people. And the cool thing about people is they like to read about themselves. So the more I wrote about people, the more, <laughs> the more they read... And the more they went, oh, my God, I didn't know Ray Masha was stupid enough to do that or Dwight Dwight Mitchell actually did that. And and so I was the guy that was ratting everybody out for their idiosyncrasies. Then that led to running for secretary, which I did, winning. And then I, I wanted to run for president, but the way the way Golden Gate Region did it is you didn't run for an office. You ran for to be on the board. And then the board members themselves picked the officers. Well, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be elected by the people out there, or not at all. And I also wanted to run against somebody. I didn't want to be on a single slate so that I could say, oh, yeah, I won the presidency, but I didn't have an opponent. So We changed the bylaws in 1979 so that the candidates didn't run in in a group. They ran for an office, and they had to be opposed. So the 80 election, or the 79 election for the 80 board, everybody had an opponent, and they ran for the office that they wanted to be in. I was lucky enough to win, and so I was the first president of Golden Gate actually voted in by the membership and not by the board of directors itself. Well, I lucked out. I had the greatest board of directors on earth. They were just phenomenal people and they just did all these cool things and they let me do everything I wanted. And that led to my winning the the Region of the Year Award at the 81 Parade in Asheville, North Carolina. And then I won Enthusiast of the Year. Well, now I was on the map as far as PCA was concerned, nationally. And I got appointed to be the, first I was appointed to the Parade Advisory Committee in the capacity of the financial guy. Now, I don't know anything about money. So it wasn't like a treasurer. What it was, was the guy who knew how to go get money, light of sponsors and convince them to give you money. That's a joke. Um, Well, so I had that job, and then I was asked to be the National Public Relations Chairman, and I jumped at that because that's my favorite kind of work. So I got to do all the national charity work and also all the national sponsorship work, which are the two things that just meet at my intersection those are the two things I really like to do a lot because I get to work with people and that's the name of the game so that's pretty much it I was I, I oh and then, then Diablo region I wore I went to the 83 parade in Missouri the, uh, what's the name of that Lake of the Ozarks and uh, I wore a homemade, I printed it on my kitchen table with Inc. I made a Mount Diablo t-shirt because I kept threatening that if Golden Gate didn't have more events in Alameda, Contra Costa, and Solano counties, that I was going to lead a task force to start a new region. Well, I didn't want to do that, and they didn't want me to do that, but they didn't change anything. So in 83, I circulated a petition, I got the signatures, and in 84... Diablo Region was born, and behind the scenes, I started Diablo Region.
1: See, that was one of the things I was going to ask, is how Diablo Region got started. Some of the things I wrote down. What? Doomcough? Oh, the Doomcough. Didn't
2: you win it twice? No. All right, here's the truth about the Doomcough. The Golden Gate region. I don't even
1: know the a doom cough, So why don't you go ahead? And okay, just... the
2: Doomkoff Award is given to the person that does the absolute stupidest thing that cannot be overlooked. That you've got to present this ugly helmet uh, trophy in front of a thousand people, or a million people, or two million people, and you've got to sit the guy in a red flashing chair and claim him to be the stupidest person on earth. Well, I got that award more times than anybody in Golden Gate region I think it was seven times and so by by default I became the Doom Cough because everybody started making me a target then they wanted me to have it not seven times but 77 times and then 777 times so when I started Diablo region they took that with them and I think i got the award five times in Diablo region. And I hold the record in both, both regions. But I also got it, I also got the Zone Award and I also got a Parade Doom Cough. In, in Reno, I was the Parade Doom Cough, which there's only one of each year. So, <laughs> yeah, I have seven Golden Gate and five Diablo and one Zone. And you know what? I'm proud of them. I, it's not like I went out to earn them, but to me it means you were active and that maybe you were being noticed. That's all I can say.
1: So I don't know if you already talked about this. A, you said 81, your PCA Enthusiast of the Year. Yeah. Laser Blanchard Award.
2: The laser, the laser Blanchard Award. Laser and Blanchard were, I think, the first two guys to ever win it or something like that.
1: So this, that same year, GGR was Region of the Year. Oh, and you won President the same year that it was Region of the Year. Mm-hmm. What the hell's five events? Five events of the Year award?
2: Yeah, I won the Event of the Year award. I don't know if it was five times. We, I think it was five times. Uh, the first time I won it, it was for a charity event that I put on at at the uh, Merritt College in Oakland. A, a great big. It was you, you donate stuff. Like to a garage sale, and then we would sell the stuff and we turned it over to Pete Giddings, the weather caster guy on on, uh, local television. And then he spent the money by taking underprivileged kids out on a fishing trip on the bay. So I went out on a fishing trip and I actually won the Doomkoff Award for that because I got seasick on the trip.
1: and then you've done a couple parades
2: Oh 100 parades I don't know I don't know how many um, the first one was Monterey in 73 um, I really can't even remember them all I've done I don't know 10 12 okay so oh, and I put on a parade I co-chaired I co-chaired the 90 parade with Gene Gilpin and that was probably the most fun I ever did in Porsche Club it was a two it was a two-year job dead serious a two year job and uh i almost had to quit my regular job to do it because it just it got so involved with you know money and and managing people and getting things done and what have you but i'm one of those crazy people that i'm I'm motivated by fear and if something went wrong with that parade i would die of embarrassment and so i I had to put 172% into it because nothing could fail. And, and I also had, I also had to have the, the, my paranoia had to stretch to Gene. Because if Gene did anything wrong, the parade would fail and my name would be associated with it. So I was always calling Gene and saying, Hey, did you think about this or did you do that or what have you? he, he used to tell me to just shut up.
1: <laughs> Bill, shut up. Oh, tell me the story about how you were asked to run for national board or PCA. And you the national board The National
2: Board is selected by a nominating committee. A very good friend of mine was the chairman of the nominating committee, which almost seems like cheating. I didn't, really, I didn't really want to be on the national board. I wanted a job at the national level, but I didn't want to be on the national board. The reason was, once you're there, you're there for the rest of your life. It's like, it, I, I think it equates to eight years, maybe it's 10 years, because you have to do treasurer, secretary, vice president, president, and then after president. So I thought, 10 years, are you kidding? I knew what it took to be president of Golden Gate. It wore me out. And I don't want to be president of Golden Gate again, much less do I want to do each job for two years. That's craziness. So so my friend called me and he said, your name's come up for the national board. And I said, I I have an answer for you. I've thought about this before. I'll run for president and nothing else. And he said, goodbye. And I said, Thanks for calling. Now, in retrospect, why would I do that? I, like I said, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go through the spaces. I didn't want to be the treasurer of PCA for two years or six years or 19 years and then move to secretary. And I, I just didn't want, I didn't want to dedicate that kind of time. And I also didn't want to work that hard. My theory was that I really thought I'd be a good president. Who knows whether that would have been true or not? In retrospect, I think maybe not.
1: For Jesus, I, Well, because I
2: was I was really arbitrary about it. I, you know, I I made it very clear that and I said, you know what, I, this is not a glory deal. This is just how hard I want to work. I'll work really hard as president for however long I'm there, but I don't want to work a hundred years to get there.
1: Dennis Thovson? Thovson? Thovson,
2: uh was the president of PCA following Hank Malter. Uh, Hank was a very good friend of mine. And Hank, I, I actually, Hank suggested that I be involved nationally in some job. Tholson was the guy that followed him. But Tholson did a really bad thing as far as I was concerned. But he actually, uh, Put out advertising. He campaigned for the for the presidency of PCA, and at that time they had elections where the people ran against each other. They don't do that anymore, which is ridiculous. So Folsom put out a national memo, and he went direct to all the people in PCA direct with a mailer that says here was why you should vote for me. Well, he did it at the wrong time and the wrong place because I was president of Golden Gate at the time. And the minute I got that in the mail, I, I put an article in the nugget saying, do not vote for Dennis Thofsen. This is totally unimaginable that he would, he would actually campaign for office. Blah, blah, blah. Well, years later, by the way, I thought to myself, I would have done it. <laughs> I would have campaigned. But then it was, it was, it was too direct. It was uh, too aggressive for me. Well, Foson saw my article, and he called me, and he kind of explained her away. He even apologized. And I thought, well, then he won? And I thought, well, I lost a friend forever at the magical level, except that he tracked me down at a parade, and he sat with me for half an hour and listened to me explain why I'd done what I did. I didn't think it was going to be a physical problem, but I thought he was going to, read me the riot act and tell me that now he was but he was president i was a piece of garbage you know but that's not the way it turned out he was a he was a real man about it and we later became uh not only friends but he had to have voted for me in uh, when i when i won that award
0: thanks for joining us for today's episode if you enjoyed the show please subscribe Comment, like, and share with your friends. Feel free to send questions or suggestions to the email in the description of the show. Special thanks to our sponsor, Circuit 64. Goodbye for now. We hope we can get together again for our next episode. Now get out there and enjoy the cars and the people.